Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. It is episode 70, and uh, we're just 30 more away from 100. I guess that's just kind of our big mark that we're going for. But we got plenty and plenty to talk about today. We have Liga MX come to a close in the regular season. And then, of course, our Aguilas and America have made it into the next round of the Liga, and we will be facing off against none other than Cruz Azul. So a repeat of the final of the Apertura and uh, should be interesting to see how the boys cope with this game ahead. We're going to break it down. We're going to preview it. We're going to get you ready for that game all in good time. We're going to break down that 2-0 victory over Veracruz and what went right and also what went wrong for America. But before I get ahead of myself, let me introduce, as always, my co-host, Mr. Christian Rosendo. Christian, how are we? I'm doing great. Today was a great day for anyone that knows me personally. You guys know why. Um, but yeah, just winding down right now. Uh, my favorite time of the day of the week talking about America. So I'm ready. All right. Well, on the personal note, I do not I apparently do not know Christian because I have no idea what's gotten him in such a good mood. We'll have to discuss about that later, I guess, on uh, on after the podcast. Um, I'm pretty sure you have a good idea. All right. Okay. Okay. I, I actually, I don't, I don't, oh, I'm, I'm terrible. Well, we'll, 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 we'll figure that out as we go along. But as always, um, everyone's probably wondering where is everyone's favorite cowboy Dylan? Dylan will be joining us shortly as he is running a little late. He went to a private screen of detective Pikachu and uh, he'll be coming in onto the, onto the program a little bit later. So uh, plenty of plenty to talk about with uh, once Dylan joins us. What were you going to yep. say, Christian? I said I love Pikachu. I know. So, I mean, our, our very own Cowboy Dan was able enough to get that uh, sweet, sweet invitation um, to go watch that. Um, hopefully, he comes in and doesn't spoil anything for us. Yeah, no. I would be very upset. I think we all would be. We mm-hmm. all definitely would be. All righty, Christian, let's jump into this. We got plenty to break down. We got plenty to talk about. We got America against Cruz Azul in the Liga. But before uh, before we get to that point, we can't ignore the fact that there was a game against Veracruz in which America won 2-0. But I think it's fair to say that they barely made it by that game. And uh, if it wasn't for Marchesin's heroic, heroic acts, um, I don't think we would be in this predicament. I think we'd be talking about a different game and we'd be talking about a way different outcome. Yeah, yeah, um, 100% agree with you. Especially in that start of the second half, you really saw Veracruz kind of like flip a switch and they just start going at America, pressuring them, taking shots here and there. And, you know, once again, Marchesin doing Marchesin, um, saving us from, uh, from yeah, another, another defeat. And I think this is huge for him. Uh, you know, him getting like kind of in that in that form again because you know we people have said that like Marching hasn't been the same like last season or maybe this game can be a confidence boost for him. But it was great to see him kind of save our butts once again. And you're right, if it weren't for a couple of saves here or there, this game could have uh, been completely different. Yeah, it most definitely could have been completely completely different. It was uh, it was a it was a tale of two halves definitely. And and if I'm reading through the stats, just. Just alone on, on these numbers, look, shots-wise, America had 14. Veracruz had 13. Correct. Yet Veracruz had seven shots on target, while America only had four. That mm-hmm. alone should be concerning. That's very concerning. Right? And we'll break down, we'll go into that, and we'll talk about that, because I think the first half is a different kind of perspective of what America was playing. And then the second half, I think America just got by by barely a whisker. And I think the incorporation of Ori Peralta actually switched the game on its head for America's favor and ultimately led to what was the Nico Castillo goal. 
Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Alrighty. Well, let's not break any more. Uh, let's not waste any more time here, and let's break it all down for our uh, listeners here who are joining us today. Let's talk lineups to begin with. Let's talk lineups. I have it right here for you guys. I usually tell you guys, but for the first time, I'm going to say it. And uh, obviously, we knew Paola Aguilar was going to be absent because of his red card. And uh, we knew because of that, there was going to be quite an adjustment to the lineup, in which I think you predicted almost correctly, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um. Yeah. Well, no. I got I mean, th- there was but- there was... There was quite a uh, a switch with Mateo Suribe and Ibarguen and Carlos Vargas in that left back spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me break it down to you guys. It was Machicin and Goal, obviously, and had the captain's armband, something we'll talk about a little bit further because I think a lot of people really like the fact that he had the captain's armband on that night. Uh, you had your standard back four. It was George Sanchez on the right, Bruno Valdez and Manuel Aguilera, the center back partnership, Carlos Vargas the uh, left back, which uh, we'll talk about whether or not we thought that was a good incorporation. Rati Barra uh, on the right wing, Mateo Suriba on the left wing, Guido Rodriguez and Edson Alvarez, who we'll also talk about, who left the game in injury. And then, of course, your duo partnership up top was Neil Castillo and Roger Martinez, which we'll also talk about whether or not that uh, partnership actually gave fruition to what we wanted to see in this game, which I think left a lot of more questions than answers, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Alrighty, well, let's uh, let's break it down into the beginning of the match because right away, America got themselves on the score sheet. Yeah, yeah, it was a great opening goal by Roger Martinez. Um, something I think we we were kind of happy to see one for a couple of reasons. One because it was Roger Martinez, and you know it's always good to see our striker getting on the board, especially our strikers are known to not score as often. So this was uh, this is obviously great for him. And also because we got an early goal, you know, this sets the game, this sets the temper for the whole game, you know, kind of puts us in the driving seat and therefore should allow us to play our game. But, you know, unfortunately, after this goal, nothing much really happens. And that's the concerning part. That is the concerning part. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this game. And even when we preview the Cruz Azul game, we're going to relay back to this game a lot, only because this is the last game of the regular season before you make the leap into the Ligia. And one thing we talked about consistently, consistency is key to going into the Liguilla, and, and how you get to it is important. And this game was vital for America, not just uh, the way that, uh, you know, they, they finished in the table, uh, but how well, you know, morale was going to be for the team and how pumped up and, and how well this team was going to look going into the Liguilla. After the performance they gave against Veracruz, a lot of questions are being drawn. A lot of doubts are being made. And a lot of speculation as to whether or not this team can even make it past the first round is definitely up for uh, up for debate. Mm-hmm. I mean, you 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 look at this team, and yes, you get a good early goal, but again, it it, it we go back to the same thing. And, and like you say, Christian, not to sound like a broken record, you know, day uh, week in and week out, but it, it seems that when it comes to America getting that early goal, whenever they do attain it, it seems that after that. Everything just says, stay back, relax. You got the lead. No need to push forward. And then you Mm -hmm. invite the other team to play their game. And I think that's not necessarily what we've wanted to see. And we've Mm -hmm. seen America do better in in, in situations like this before. We've seen them grow and continue their attack and continue to pressure. Mm 
And to some degree, yes, they did this to Veracruz, but with no clinical finishing, with, with, with no real intention of actually doing damage. And the fact that there was a lack of creativity when, when you saw some of these players go forward, when you saw some of these uh, options being presented to America, that it kind of got you frustrated because you knew the opposition ahead of in front of you, which, again, no disrespect to Veracruz, but the terrible season that they've been having, you should have walked away with at least at least another two goals. Yeah, and I think that's part of the problem, honestly. I think when America gets that early goal and they kind of realize who they're playing against, you know, I feel like that that kind of just set off something in their minds and just said, guys, listen, we're up a goal. We're playing Veracruz. You know, let's just relax. All right, we got this. Like, I, I don't know if that's, like, that's the kind of mentality you want from the team, especially heading into Ligia. And I don't, I don't want to say that was, like, the reason why we, we played like we did, but... I feel like it has something to do with it because I don't really think America would have let off the gas this hard if it were any other team, you know? Yeah, I, I think you're right. And I think it, it the players got a bit complacent in, in, in when it, when it came to actually uh, seeking for more. I think they, mm-hmm. they saw Veracruz ahead of themselves. They were, got the early goal. What more could you want, right? Yeah, exactly. A lot of back and forth too, which I don't know why you know, why we, we would put ourselves in that position when we have the players, we have the squad to kind of, you know, run up the score a little bit. And in this game, which kind of was important because, well, thankfully for all the results, all the results didn't happen. But, you know, a couple goals and other results, you know, that could have influenced the position on our table as well. So the players had to know that. So I, I don't know why they, they weren't out for, for more more goals, to be honest. And I think you bring up a good point is the fact that the squad that we had in front of us, the players that we had on the pitch were more than capable of walking away with more than three goals out of this matchup. But it seems that we're at a point where we need to start asking more questions and, again, reassuring ourselves that is this player the right player for America at this point of the season? And I'm looking at one player in specific, Mateo Suribe. Mateo Suribe, yes, the player of the season, and not in a good way. Um, we we thought that last season was, you know, we gave we gave him a look, cut on, cut on some slack. All right, whatever you had a whatever you were going through some things, it's okay. But now it's like Lasura time to bounce back, time to show everyone what you're made of, and you're even worse than uh, what you were last season, and it's it's concerning. Um. I don't know why Herrera still keeps putting him in starting 11 when you have someone like Cordova who who can probably offer you a little bit more uh, when it comes to consistency and, you know, trying to actually give a clear sense of the game plan. Um, I don't know what's going through Herrera's head. Maybe he has something cooked up, but I just don't know why he keeps giving Uribe the, the time of day when clearly he's not taking advantage of it. And I think even in this game, I think you you set him out to fail. You put him in on the left wing position. Now, granted, not not a position that he doesn't know how to play, but it's a position he hasn't played for America in in most recent times, and definitely not the position that he feels more comfortable and where he shines at most. You know, I yeah. was surprised that he about when did it start. Yeah, I was. I was. I was. Well, I was surprised too. But I mean. Granted, you thought, okay, well, against if this was going to happen, you would have wanted it to happen against Veracruz, right? Um, and still, I, I found that Mateo Siribe still found a way to hide in in on the pitch and still see none of the ball, um, see very little action, and let alone create very little for America going forward. This is mm-hmm. a player who you looked at to start and generate your attacks. This is a player that could 
could easily have defined a game for you in the beginning of the seasons. But I now you look at him and you and you question whether or not he should continue for next season. And, you know, like Edgar Hernandez says, you know, I miss Benedetti. I think a lot of Americanistas at this point miss Benedetti because Benedetti had that same spark that Mateo Suribe had at the beginning when he came to America, knowing that he needed to, to find something and, and define himself as a player. So yeah. the fact that Mateo Suribe now has actually gone even more down in his play, mm-hmm. you know, begs the question whether or not we can count on him this league year. Yeah, and it's, ah, wow. Saying just though the name Benedetti kind of kind of brings me down because that, that that guy was was winning you games single handedly uh when, whenever every time he stepped on the pitch and it's uh, a little bit a little bit sad to think about it but you know we can't think about that now because you know he's not with us unfortunately so we got to think of what we have and you know you raise the question can Uribe be trusted for Ligia at this point I would say no but you know with uh, with the injury that Edson Alvarez uh had against Veracruz you know do you have any other choice? And that's a, it's an interesting question that we're going to have to answer once we uh, preview the, Vera, the Cruz Azul game, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just realized Veracruz and Cruz Azul both have the word Cruz in yes. them, funny enough. Um, but uh, when Christian says uh, he's not with us uh, at the uh, anymore, he doesn't mean that Benedetti has passed. He just Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I don't want anyone to take that out of context. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's he's good. I think he's like he's, he's dancing with Nico Castillo somewhere. I don't know, doing something. They they seem like best friends, honestly. Ah, oh, God, I hope he's not dancing. The guy might just rupture something else in eh. in the way that America's players keep mm-hmm. falling like flies. Yeah. Um, so definitely something that we have to bring up. Um, I I, I I'm glad you bring up the Etan Alvarez incident because I think the the team morale or, or the team mentality or or at least the way the team was playing completely diminishes after that injury. Oh, I think yeah. I, uh, I think you see America pushing a little bit more, but once Edson Alvarez leaves the pitch, I, I feel like just the team just stops in its in its place, you know. Yeah, and I guess it it really shows you how important Edson Alvarez is to this team, and more importantly, I'm a I'm a use cowboy dance favorite favorite term. You know, he's 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 the he's the guy of the midfield. You know, the midfield is the most important part, and he was a big piece missing. And I guess that is a a good reason why America played the way they did after Edson Alvarez uh, left the pitch. Yeah, yeah, I, I, he was doing a lot too. Yeah, let's face it, he was doing he's crucial. And then um, we'll try to get an injury report on him pretty soon. Um, um I'm pretty sure he's out for the Ida, but we'll talk about that later. And I he, he should be good for Sunday. Okay, we'll talk about that a little bit once we get to the Cruz Azul game. Mm-hmm. Um. But another player I kind of wanted to stand, kind of stand out, and there's there's a lot. I mean, we could spend a whole hour just breaking down this game and a couple of players. Um, I don't want to touch the back line, um, only in regards to Carlos Vargas. I just want to take you know a quick second to, to what were your thoughts on him? Eh, I mean, he he was put in a place because Paul Aguilar wasn't there. I mean, it's all right. But what I does mean, that say? What does that say that Carlos Vargas is starting ahead of Luis Reyes? I mean. Wow, yeah, you're right. You do raise a good question there. I don't know. Maybe maybe because he did a good good enough job in the Copa games that, you know, Herrera was like, ah, right, you know what, listen, I, I'll trust you with this game, so you go ahead. But this is a player start. that we've criticized all of the Copa tournament. I think we right. criticized him uh, a little bit during the final, not give him a, somewhat of a praise, but it's a player that we consistently, consistently um, 
oh my gosh, Cowboy Dan has just entered the building and made me completely forget what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, but it's but, a play that we consistently uh, have criticized time and time again. But, um, but I will say this. I will say this. He had himself a pretty decent game. He had a decent game, yes. Like um, I was saying, though. But I think that speaks bad of Luis Reyes. You know, you have a player that's heavily criticized starting over you when that's your, you know, you're supposed to be in that position. So, you know, what does it say about Luis Reyes? You know, does he not have Herrera's trust? Is he not good enough to be a starting uh, for America? It's um, it's, it's concerning for Luis Reyes, especially, um, you know, talking about his future at this club. Yeah, definitely. But we won't go into too much. Um, I think the back line did not have a good game, though. I will say this. Um, because when Veracruz started attacking, Emanuel Aguilera and Bruno Valdez looked like they were completely looking like chickens without their heads on scrambling to get into different positions. Uh, George Sanchez, I believe, had a fairly well game. There was a couple of times where I felt he got a bit uh, caught flat-footed. Um, maybe I had a little bit of nuances where he could have gotten rid of the ball differently or different passes. But I will say this, though. At least our fullbacks had a much solid game than our than our center backs. I will say that much. Yeah. Um, and then we'll I mean, talk about the second half where I think Veracruz completely dominated America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it also has to do something with the fact that Jorge Sanchez was playing right back and this whole thing he's playing left back. So, like, maybe he forgot, like, kind of like the little tendencies a right back has, especially playing with Renato Ibarra because he, he's never played on Renato Ibarra's side this season. But, so, maybe in the Copa he had. Right. But, you know, it has been a while since the Copa. It, I, it has I, been I will a say little that. bit. So, maybe there was a little bit of chemistry issues there, but we're not knocking Jorge Sanchez, though. I think, I think he did the right back job decent or well enough to the extent where we can't criticize him or say he, or say he had a bad game. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think even the only some people gave him more more credit than he deserved. I will say that much. But um he's a I guess I, I like they, they he's, uh he's a good player. No, I, I like him too. I just I feel like, you know, that there was there was questions all around this team. Mm-hmm. And I think the only one that didn't have me questioning him was Marchesin. Oh yeah, oh Marcin's Marcin. Uh, it was great to see him have those key saves. It kind of, kind of gave, gave me a, I don't know, a bit of confidence going into this Ligia. Yeah, you you definitely want to see your keeper in 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 beast mode and before you enter the yeah. big the 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 big the big end of the of the season. But yeah, now I want to shift our focus to the main two players that I think uh, had a lot of people questioning uh, whether or not America could make it far into the Ligia even after this game. A player like Nico Castillo and Roger Martinez. Now I mm-hmm. want to start with Nico because I feel like he was a player that was that yeah he got a goal, but he he looked way too desperate at times. He he looked yes he looks hungry. I will say this he looks hungry, but he looks desperate at all costs. Desperate. Um, I'm looking at him. He's running. He's chasing the ball. I think it's great, but at some point I'm thinking don't overexert yourself. You're gonna wear yourself out before the 70th minute. Um, and and I don't know. There was just little nuances in this game that I just I felt like he's not there a hundred percent. He wants to, but there's something in him not letting him be a hundred percent. Danico Castillo. Uh, you look at the fact that there was a couple of free kick opportunities, and when the designated free kick taker Emanuel Aguilera went up, he took the ball away from him. Now that's something that a lot of people I don't know 
if uh, I, I didn't really read this, but, uh, you know, me personally, I, I feel like this is not something that should be looked upon as a good thing. A, a lot of people will say, but he's hungry. He's determined. He wants to be in these opportunities. Yes, I get that. Granted, he's, he's shown us that he has the capability to score tremendous free kick goals. But if you look down the line, who has more free kick goals in this op- uh, in, in, in the season? I would imagine Emmanuel Aguilera, right? Uh, Are they both tied at one? I want to say both had a one, but that still doesn't, you know, diminish the fact that you said that when the, when there's a designated uh, free kick taker, that's the one that should be taking it. You, you shouldn't be taking uh, the ball away from that designated player. Now it could be one or two things. One, you're right. It could be for Nico to gain some confidence in scoring goals because we need him to do that, especially when the Gia is uh, next is in a couple of days. So, yeah, you want your striker to, to, to feel confident and score goals. But at the other hand, you know, if Aguilera is the one proven to make these in, then, you know, why are you why are you taking away that chance for your whole team? You know, it's just, I don't know. At that point, you're going to have you kind of have, have to think about the team first and then yourself second. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I he played kind of as a lone striker in this game because I felt like Roger Martinez was a bit of a cam or a center forward. I, I felt that he was dropping a bit too much at times, Roger. Um, and then there was times where Nico Castillo ran all the way back to the to to the defense to just chase down a ball. Um, again, another situation in which, don't get me wrong, I like the hustle, but there's got to be another player that needs to do that. You know, you, you can't have Nico Castillo sprinting down the line to recover a ball then having to run straight back up the pitch to try to get himself into the striker position. You're right, and that player should have been, you know, one Mateo Suribe. But with the form that he's having, you know, you can't really rely on a player like that. So maybe he feels that, like, he needs to take it upon himself to, you know, get balls because obviously he's not getting any. Yeah, he looks like and a very frustrated striker. That's a bad thing. We, you need someone to, to feed you the balls. I feel like players like Nico Castillo and Roger Martinez and maybe to some extent uh, Henry Martin, those are players that, you know, they, they need people – so they, they need someone to feed them the ball so they can, uh, you know, ex- you know um, excel and score the goals. But we just don't have that player. Maybe that that's uh, that has something to do with our strikers being so lackluster this season. Yeah, definitely one thing to to keep in question. Then then you look at a player like Roger Martinez who gets a goal. By the way, gets a fantastic first goal. Mm-hmm. Has an opportunity to score a couple more. I just I, you know, one of them was a good save by Jurado. Um, but I, I feel like Rogers should have stepped up, stepped up a little bit more, um, just because he's such a physical presence. I know Nico yeah. is too, but I, I feel like Roger just works, works his way around the defense very well when, when he has to kind of push and shove his way through. Mm-hmm. I just didn't see enough of him. Um, yeah. you know, saw bits and pieces and those bits and pieces were fine, but I, I want to see consistency along the way. The same problem that all our strikers have is consistency. No, no striker, whether it be Roger, Nico, or Henry, no, no, none of them have consistency, and that is the problem. You know, yes, you get a goal. You know, it's fine and dandy. You're playing Veracruz, okay, but you know, we we need more. Uh, we can't we can't just rely on you know those little bits and pieces that carry us to a title. That that's not how things work, unfortunately. Nope, nope. And I know you saw that little message right now from Edgar. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, I definitely thought. And, you know, Venice, it's, Venice can feed him. But, you know, 
it's not up to us, unfortunately. You know, if if I were if I were I were the coach, I would have I would have put my nose in try to find a place for him because honestly, he is a player that can feed you balls. We we've seen it time and time again. No need to uh, tell everyone what they already know. What everyone knows, it's just I don't know. I feel something is a brewing, and it could be good for us. We just have to wait. But I'll talk about more of that when we get to uh, Cruz Azul. Well, interesting enough. Uh... Quick shout out to Mr. Jeremy Menes and happy birthday to him as well. Happy and Andres Ibarguen. That's where I was going next. Happy okay. birthday to him and Andres Ibarguen, who uh, share a birthday, coincidentally enough. But, didn't they uh, come yeah. in the same the same window too? They did come in the same right? window. Yeah. Yeah, right? It's pretty funny. That. That's crazy, pretty crazy, funny. crazy stuff. But happy birthday to those two America players. May, uh, may your guys' wishes come true. My guess is Menes wish for a plane ticket back to France. And uh, or some PT, or nah, I'm pretty sure he's worth. Yeah, he wants more. Uh, more, more. He wants playing time. He wants playing time. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But um, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely to look out for. Anything else before we kind of just break, uh, break out of this game? Yeah, I mean, this game was kind of. I don't know. It was. I wanted this game to be kind of like that confidence boost. You know, I said it last week. You know, this is the game where all of our players, you know, go into this game, you know, kind of dominate Veracruz in a way where, you know, you feel very confident whoever you play against. But unfortunately, no, that just wasn't the case. Very lackluster performance from everybody uh, besides Marchesin, probably the only one that can save himself from this uh, disaster. And, you know, this, this doesn't give, you know, us fans, you know, hope. You know, we're always going to be confident for our team and, you know, and aspiring a title. But when you really, really break down things, you know, there's, you know, you kind of have to find find a way to actually you know, kind of defend this team. And I really wish this game kind of gave us more. Unfortunately, it didn't. Hopefully it was just, you know, like, a, you know, like, a, I don't know, like a like a trick or something like like, oh, look, so look, we played this bad. So you might have a chance to beat us, but then we have a, uh, something for you guys in the gear. I don't know, something like that. I just wanted more. Unfortunately, we didn't get it, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, well, we'll have to wait and see. We'll definitely have to wait and see. I, I mean, I, I left with this game with more questions than answers, to be I honest. I mean, that's been the recent the recent kind of kind of mindset or, like, the, the afterthoughts we've been having after every game. It's been, like, what, four games now that we, we've said that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But... Um, I think I just want to touch upon the second half just quickly and briefly as a whole. Um, Veracruz obviously dominated, came came into the second half with something completely different changed in them. They went out there, they fought, and they could have easily have turned this game around. We could have been talking about a 4-2 result in favor of Veracruz. But again, if it wasn't for uh, Agustin Marchesin and his heroics, um, I think this was a different America game. And I think that was the most troublesome part of this was that uh, Veracruz side, uh, such a poor Veracruz side was able to turn the game around and almost, almost get a result against you. That's the most shocking part about this. Yes, I get it. You're away. Yes, I guess the, the pitch conditions were not the best. And I know that the weather wasn't in your favor. But still, for other teams to be able to walk out of that stadium in better shape and in better form than you, Says a lot of things. Veracruz, again, nothing to take away from them, but should have never have gotten those opportunities, should have never been able to have waken up. I would have rather seen America start the way that Veracruz started and put an end to the game right right away. Right away. Could you imagine if you scored another two goals within 
15 minutes of the first half. I think that would have completely changed everything. Then you could have been like lustrous. Then you could have been lazy. Then you could have played the safe game, but not until the point where you had enough goals to secure yourself and to secure uh, the fact that the opposition was not going to find a way to come back at you. But unfortunately, yeah. America wasn't in the situation. And uh, because of that, Veracruz exposed us and left a lot of questions whether or not this defense was ready for an even more tougher opposition. Yeah, no, no, no. You, you said you said it perfectly. It's uh, it's concerning. Uh, we sound like a broken record because we've been concerned for this team for a while now. It's just, you know, you you would think, you know, with the the capacity of this team and you know the the capacity that Miguel Herrera likes to think that he has. I'm trying to a little bit question to be if he still has it. Hopefully, he proves me wrong. This Ligia, you know, this is this is a team that should bounce back from you know a, a few a few rough matches here and there. But we've seen no improvement the last. You know, real game I really saw this team play was you know the three 0 against Tigres. After that, we haven't really seen much from this team, and it's a little bit worrisome. But hopefully, they can they can turn it around, Ligia. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, that is it for the Veracruz game. Anything you want to add, Christian? Um, yes, it was nice to see Peralta come back. Um, I yeah, think you know what? I, we'll touch upon we'll touch upon that because I, I feel like that's kind of very important. The only thing is, I don't want people to kind of overrate his performance. Yes, he came in with the with the look on his face that like he he was hungry. And you saw him running from wing, you know, going to cam, you know, and that beautiful pass to Nico Castillo, which he slotted in. But after that, though, honestly, I didn't really see much from him. Uh, I don't know if it was maybe a precaution to his injury. He didn't want to kind of overwork himself. I mean, he only did play fifteen minutes. I mean. I don't know. After after that 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 assist, you know, he kind of disappeared for me. I I kind of want to see him take more shots, do a little bit, be a little bit more creative. But I mean, it was just because he just came back. Obviously, I don't know why I'm putting so many high standards. Maybe that's just me, but I'd like to see a little bit more. You know, he kind of just kind of disappeared uh, right afterwards. So hopefully, it was just because he just came back and not you know kind of uh, 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 like a foreshadow of what the, of what is to come for him or from him. Yeah, definitely. I think Oliver Peralta comes in and, and gives the team a different face, a different look, and a bit of liter- leadership up the pitch. You know, because as much as Scott Marchesin has a captain armband, it's difficult, and I've said this on the podcast before plenty of time, it's difficult for a goalkeeper to be a good captain um, and be an influence, you know, all the way up, up on the pitch. I mean, can you imagine, you know, you're so far away from your strikers, you know, so far away from your midfield at times that it's uh, it's difficult. And I think someone like Oliver Peralta on the pitch really makes a difference. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And you, you, you kind, you kind of know what Parata brings to you. Yes, he, he might, he may not finish like, uh, like others. And yes, he misses sitters here and there. But you know, if you're, you, you want someone to run his butt off for the team and uh, for, you know, no matter what situation, that is your guy. And someone like him can be very important in these like very crucial, intense situations that the Ligia does bring you, especially in a classical against Cruz Azul. You know, Peralta been there, done that. We need that type of leadership to be on the field. And, you know, on, you know, I don't think he'll start, but when he is on the field, you know, you're going to feel his presence. And I think that's that's one positive we can take away from this game. Yeah, definitely. Most, most definitely. Dylan, anything you want to add on, or are you still uh, still getting ready for, for your cameo? Dude, I'm I'm cleaning up my room. Dude, I gotta move out. What you mean? I'm gonna be doing this the whole podcast. Look at that! Comes back from a screen uh, screening of Detective Pikachu and is ready to get himself moving out of the dorm and into the mansion. Oh well, the things you tell people. 
they're, they're all true. They're all true. Alrighty, well, well, that's pretty much it for the Veracruz game. I, I don't think there's anything else to be stated there. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll recall back to this game a couple of times when we talk about the Cruz Azul game, which is going to be in, in a little bit. So uh, get, uh, get you guys ready for all of that. But beforehand... I think it's time for trivia, but uh, without further ado, let's. Uh, I, I think it's fair enough to wrap up this Veracruz game, correct? Yeah, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. We talked about uh, everything. Talked about everything. Awesome, perfect. Alrighty, well, with that said, let's move on into our next segment. It's everyone's favorite time of the day. It's not when we start talking, but it's trivia time, ladies and gentlemen. Get your answers ready. Get your questions in, Christian. Give these people. The, what they've been waiting for. Yes, sir. So we are, you know, this is winding down. Hopefully, you know, we, we get a couple more of these in the season. Um, but it's winding down, obviously. So, um, you know, this is a good time for you guys to come come in, hang out with us, answer these questions, get yourself some points for the prize. Um, I think I'm going I'm to say something next week, 100%. Uh, I'm going to talk with them afterwards. It's about the price, but you'll know the price next week, hundred percent. If you if it, there if I don't announce a price next week, I will pay every single one of you twenty dollars. I uh, hold me to it. There will be a, <laughs> there will be a prize announced next week. I guarantee you that. I just need them. I just need a, their permission. But uh, besides that, though, uh, standings will be updated. Uh, last week's answers and this week's answers will be updated for next week, so you'll have that. Ready to go, and you know today's trivia is no, so just a simple yes or no. You know, let's see how well you know this team. The question is yes or no. Has America ever won the league when finishing fifth? That is a uh, wow. That, that is, is the uh, question. That is the question. So yeah, simple yes or no. You don't have to tell me if they have or if they haven't, or if they have. You don't have to tell me if uh, when when it was just simple yes or simple no if they haven't. Uh, so yeah, that's the, that's the question, and uh, thank you guys for playing. Interesting question, nonetheless. Um, I'm gonna say that it's all of the above, uh, but that is just me. Whether or not these people get this one right, it's up to them. But good one, good one, Dylan. What would your answer be? Mm, I think I'd probably say yes. I don't know. Interesting. Well, uh, we also have Louis on the chat here. He wants you to rate Detective Pikachu for him. Me. Yeah, he says, Dylan, rate Detective Pikachu. Oh, dude, that's a zero out of ten. Oh, you're being that harsh on Ryan Reynolds? Dude, okay, I love Ryan Reynolds, but every time I hear him, I just think Deadpool. I can't see him playing Pikachu. <laughs> you know what? This is very shocking. I, I don't know how the Pokemon company is going to take this after they just single-handedly gave you a private screening of their movie, but we'll, uh, I guess you'll deal with the repercussions later. Oh, I don't know. It looks pretty fire, though. It does. All righty. You guys heard it here first from Dylan. Make sure you guys check out Detective Pikachu in theaters this Friday, May 10th. Uh, we are not. I don't think we're really yeah, sponsored we, by yeah, them. Yeah, we're not sponsored. <laughs> Why are you giving up free sponsorship? We're no, we're no way sponsored by them. But if, uh, if, if Pokemon or if anyone would like to, you know, Throw a little cash our way. We are more than welcome to come on to the next podcast in our Pikachu ears. Can you imagine? I mean, he's already yellow. I mean, it's perfect enough, right? Yeah, honestly. He should be like our like the Eagle Eye podcast, like mascot, you know? It's like a little Pikachu like right here. Little Pikachu with eagle wings. Oof, beautiful. 
I don't think that would work so well. But uh, yeah, let, uh, <laughs> let's move on into our next segment now that we've got a little bit sidetracked to that. So America makes it into the Liga, fifth place position. Gentlemen, I just kind of want to take you guys' kind of perspective on this. How did you guys feel about America's uh, finish in the table? Did you guys Were you guys okay with it? Were, are you guys adequate? Or do you guys think this is fair? Do you, uh, do you guys not like it? Just, just give me your, your two cents on in regards to America finishing fifth place in the league. Mm, I think it was. I think it's fair. No, I don't think we've we've played the best that we can this season, and you know, fifth place kind of seems like a true, a true kind of like standard to what we, we we showed this season. So I'm I'm not I'm not happy with it, but you know, I, I think it's a fair placing. Dylan, you're if I'm not mistaken, you predicted fourth place for America at the beginning of the season, correct? Yeah, I said top four. You said top four, and now they've fallen short. And even your prediction, what is uh, what is how does that make you feel, or or at least how does it um, or or at least how do you look at this team and and justify this? Wait, did I say top four, or was that last last season? That's a top four. I think you said top four for this season. Are you sure? I could have sworn said like top five or top six for some reason. I don't know. We'll have to go back, but right now, just give me your uh. Your I'm overall surprised. thoughts. Surprised, I tell you that much that the way we've been playing. Shoot, we even we even dipped out of the top eight for a little bit, and I was like, man, I said this is gonna suck. I don't know what was gonna happen. I mean, it's, it's miraculous that we get back to fifth. I mean, it happens, right? Like, I mean, stuff happens. The team, like, the team did face adversity. I give them that. I think they overcame it. Sometimes they didn't overcome it enough. In the season, though, but we we're here we're here we're we're at where we're at now, and so um, surprised, but not necessarily content either. All right, now my next question is: in all honesty, before we in get to this crucial in this crucial preview game, I just gave you my all it, honesty. In all honesty, I just gave. It can to you me. guys see America being champions? This ha! <laughs> ha! I'm just going to laugh that one off, Ivan. I'm just going to be dead serious with the whole chat, with everybody that's going to tune in. That's just a laugh, bro. And that was just because that was my question. Is that in all seriousness, can you see this America side being uh, champions? Okay, so Dylan has completely laughed it off and said no. Christian? I can, but... It's hard to. Okay, it's but, really but, hard but, to. but it's hard to yes it's, it's hard, really to, hard but it, to but if you if you really look at the little you know the little things that can go our way you know it's I, I don't know I, I can I can I I can see us being champions if we fix these little mistakes that we have then we the little mistakes that we've been talking about since week one and when have we fixed them? when have we fixed them? We've been talking about the same mistakes for over a year now. Yeah, okay, okay, it is contradicting because, yes, we did win a championship not too long ago. But all the other times, especially whenever we go back and look at the Conco champions against Toronto, the, the yeah, same mistakes. And so it, should, it just makes it hard because, because it, it, especially, especially with, with the way things move with Benedetti, because that, that, that obviously sucks. I mean, the guy came in. He was playing. It looked like we were set on what we we're gonna do for the rest of the season. Then he goes down, and then we go back to this, to this four four two four two three one, however you want to call it, whatever. 
and it's just not clicking. It's just not clicking. It's not going together, and it's just so hard to see it now because you don't have the players you need stepping up to to really do that. And that that's 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 the hard part about it. You don't have those players stepping up. And I mean, yeah, I guess she can go back and make the excuse, you know, oh, um, injury stuff like that. But that's 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 not a good enough excuse. I mean, we've always said it with America, you know, we got to hold ourselves to a higher standard and. Just to be honest, I just don't see that higher standard there right now because it's just so hard to see it. You're right. I like I like the point that you bring up. Um, you know, a couple of players here and there need to be on form in order for this to to re- to really succeed and you know for us to be champions. But um, you know, so you're you're basically saying so okay, Oribe steps up and you know Nico Castillo steps up. Do you can can you see us being champions then? Yes, yes. Like if I mean, damn, if if Oribe wants to give us an assist and a goal against Cruzeiro Thursday and Nico give us an assist or something and then they turn it around and still do the same thing Sunday. If they can if they can show me these two games and somehow make it the next round, then I'll change my mind. But at the moment it's just hard for me to see it. It really is. Especially with the way we played against Veracruz and and everything. Like it's just hard for me to see it at this moment. I honestly think um this is one last thing on the thing. I honestly think if we do advance this this round I, I have no doubt in my mind that we will be champions. I just can't see it after the Veracruz game. And that's understandable. I think that's you and a lot of the fan base. You know, because I, I, I kind of made a point too. I, I saw this game as the confidence boost game. Kind of like last season, you know, we thrashed them 4-1. And, you know, this team, that team just looked completely different. And then you go into Toluca and then, you know, yeah, you get a tie. You get a draw in Toluca. But, you know, the team wasn't playing that bad. You know, we kind of gave up a last-minute goal, but, you know, it's, it's whatever. He kind of had a moment of brilliance, but wasn't much to be of, of concern. And we t- we handled things in the Azteca. And then after that, you know, we just kind of did, did our thing. You know, we we went on. We we destroyed Pumas. And then, um and yeah, we, we did we did us. So it's uh, – I can see why, you know, people would say that – um that uh that after seeing that Veracruz game, you know, then, you know, people just don't see us being champions. And that's that's the thing too, and you bring it up. You, you like you said, you go back to to um to the 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 past league. You know, obviously, you know it was a rough start. You know, with that draw to look at, then you just kept going and going, and we stuck to us. We stuck to the game plan, which you don't see that this season. And that's that's the that's the sucky part about it. Mm-hmm. I just uh, yeah, it's it's hard. Honestly, it's hard. But uh, but you know, I, I'm I'm confident though that our that our star players and you know. Renato Ibarra, Guido Rodriguez, you know, Marchesin and you know our, our defense for the most part, you know, if they if they can click and you know things go our way for you know 80% of the game, you know, this I, I don't think it's gonna be that bad as people painted to see. But I do I do understand why people are having doubts right right now. I I don't blame them honestly. Okay. I will so that I will, was I will, I will I will gladly come back on this podcast and if if we walk out of that Vicampinato, I will gladly come back on this podcast and resign. <laughs> uh you got jokes Dylan. You got jokes. Alrighty. Um so I mean I just kinda wanted to get put that in out there and kind of give perspective as to how clear we are in regards to America and how kind of where we all stand. And and because I think it's gonna it, it's definitely gonna influence in how we preview this game because it uh, it, it definitely 
showcases that we have different perspectives coming into this game. We have different thoughts and, and kind of different ideas as to what America needs to do to walk out of this in champion. So let's 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 jump right into this. Our the first game is Thursday night. I believe it is at 7 p.m. Pacific time, 9 Central, 10 Eastern for you, Christian. And then the return leg is going to be Sunday at uh, 4 p.m. Pacific time, 6 Central, 7 Eastern. Yes. Right? Did I get that right? Yes, sir. No. Oh, you're nice. Right. I didn't even have this on here. And um, the only positive I see this, the only positive I see this is we're home both games. We're home both games. Just simple as that. We are home both games. That's the only positive I see America walking out of this game is that you're home both games. There's no there's no reason for you to travel. There's no sense. There's nothing. And an added factor is, okay, you have Cruz Azul. This is a repeat of the final. Yes, they're going to go out there for revenge. Yes, but you're also going out there to hold your own in a classical Hoban in front of your fans, in front of your stadium. I think you – I think – I think this is possibly one of the best matchups America could have had in regards to the Ligia. It isn't the easiest one, of course, but it is kind of one of the most, the more better ones for America. Um, uh, honestly, only because in the sense that you're home both games. I I, I understand that. It's just, um, I don't know. You're Cruz Azul. Has been playing phenomenally. They haven't lost in ten games. That's something to take in consideration. The, the their consistency in in matches. You know, they it's there. We can't we can't deny that. Um, uh, I don't. It's I don't know. This is, it, it's a good matchup, yes, but you know, it's not it's not the favorite matchup. I think I I honestly would have been. I, I would have given America a straight 100 win if it were someone against, like, Tigres, honestly. If we would have played Tigres, I would have been 100% America goes through the next round. Tigres? What Tigres? Yeah. I, I, America has Tigres' number, honestly. Uh, and Tigres just came off a, a, a terrible loss in, in CONCACAF Champions League against their arch rival. They're, they're down. They're down. I think that gives them more of a reason to be pumped up for the league, but... That's that's neither here nor there. I mean, Tigres is not our opponent. Cruz Azul. Let's let, let's focus on them before we go on a on a tangent here on Tigres. I'm looking at their numbers. Yes, no doubt about it. They they they're winning and they look and they're scoring. They they got goals in them, but I mean, they drew against us at home in a game where I think either side could have you know walked away with that victory if it wasn't for the referees' calls. Um, but I mean, they drew against Veracruz. Uh, you know, and we walked away with a victory. I mean, if, if that's something that can kind of catapult no, us. The last no, game, last no. game against uh, Morelia was a draw. So, I mean. They're, yeah, you know, they're, they're, but they're still there, you know. they Honestly, they've, they've been playing better soccer than us. That, that's true. And no one can yep. deny that. I, I'm not a Cruzul fan, obviously, but I'm just stating facts. They have been playing better than us. Honestly, you know what it comes down to? And I'm going to say it right now. For anyone that that looks at Cruz Azul in America, you know the the mentality of the players is gonna be probably the biggest factor. You know, yeah, you can talk tactics here and there, but you know when it comes to mentality, I think America one ups Cruz Azul. And really, and I think Cruz Azul fans know that. Obviously, 
They, they're, they're, they're still, so. at this point, at this point still, right now, I don't trust still, America's players. They're still hungover on 2013, the final. They just lost another final against. They cannot beat us in the Gia. It showed that has to have some toll on them and the players. Nah, I don't think in this one. I don't, I don't think, think I think, so either. I think Cruz Azul players come in this more confident, more boosted up than America. I see a lot of players with, with their heads down right at this point. I see a Mateo Suribe with their head down. I see right. a Roger Martinez and Nico Castillo who look confused most of the time. Mm-hmm. I look at a, I, I, I look at a, but, who sometimes it's trouble to even move his pieces right, on, on his chessboard. Right. But they understand the importance of a Clásico. They do. And the importance of, of Ligia. And I think Cruz Azul knows it more because they fell very short after a very good season. Right, but we now that too. they're picking it up. Yeah, but now that they're picking things up, I'm, I'm you know, they're... Point is, this game's not going to be easy p- to play it out on the pitch, whether you're tactically speaking or mentality-wise. I think, I think Cruz Azul has the edge on us most definitely. Does it mean that they're favorites? Maybe a little bit. But does that mean that they automatically are going to win or that they have the better chances to? I don't think so. I think both teams are very level at this point. If you look at, uh, I, I think this is something we mentioned when we previewed the, the game against Cruz Azul is talent-wise, yes, we're, we have a much better and a more vast you know, squad than Cruz Azul does at this point. But are our players there at the moment? No. But can they show up for the Ligia? Yes. I, I, I think they can. Will they? That's a question that they have to answer for themselves. And that's right. the most troublesome part. Right. But, you know, Ligia is a whole different, like, kind of tournament. Yeah. You know, it's a whole different season, kind of, in a way, you know. It's, a whole different feel. No one cares about what you did in the league anymore. You know, it's all about Ligia. So, I mean, this, I, I don't know. Just for me, and my personal opinion, I think I made it one up stem on on the squad, because you you just said it, we have a better squad than them, and on on the mentality aspect of it, and that's where I feel America can come um can come to can come together and you know defeat Cruz Azul because of those two main things. Yeah, they know how to play Ligia. They you know good, Christian. They know they know what it is. They know. Yeah, I'm not good, honestly. You guys, you guys are you guys are messing me up, to be honest. <laughs> Okay, well, let's let's focus on the game in in, in both games too, and I, this is some, this is so difficult for us to do when it and comes to is, the and, time. No, but this is why I didn't I didn't really when when you said this was the kind of like our favorable matchup because it really isn't. That's why I said uh, I would have much rather prefer about Tia Tigres or Monterrey because it would have been so much easier to talk about them. Look, I'm looking at this and and it's gonna be too, it's it's difficult because the second game is so hard to preview because it really. It goes on to it depends on the first game, but we're being very hypothetical when it comes to the second match. But I think you know we're gonna do our best here and 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 try to I guess be a little bit loose with it and and and, and try to get um get something right in the predictions. But let's focus on the first game because I think the first game is the most important part. One because America is quote unquote the first home 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 match for this game, and then of yeah. course the second one is quote unquote in a way. Um, the only thing that matters at that point is the away rule goal situation and whatnot. So mm-hmm. let's, let's break down because I think that first game is very crucial for America and I need them. I need them for, I need them to walk away with a victory on Thursday. It's a must and it's a necessary must for them to walk away with a victory. It's a must, but uh, it's, it's going to be very hard to get. 
How many times have we said a victory is a must? And, you yeah. know, so last last season in the final, we drew the first game. You know, last season, during the regular season, we drew. In the final, we drew. This season, we drew. You know, it's, um, it's, I don't know. You, you're you saying must win, and I, I agree with you. It is a must win, but is it going to happen, though? That's that's what I'm not, you know, I'm not too too sure about. And let's talk about what America needs to do in order to make it happen. Um, so I think it's fair to say that Edson Alvarez is not going to make it. I think you just fair confirmed, confirmed. that. With, with, confirmed. Yeah. 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 He's not, he's not making it to Thursday. So now you have to slot in Mateo Soriba there. There's no question as to whether or not Ibarwen's going to play because he's got to play on the left-hand side. You're yeah. going to see the same repeated lineup. Paola Aguilar is going to be back. So you're going to see George Sanchez on the left. Mm-hmm. So your predicted lineup isn't so much predicted anymore as confirmed. The only question is who's going to play at the top. And Christian, give me your, your, you know, predicted lineup, I guess, at this point. Sure. So you have Marchesin and Net, Pablo Aguilar, Bruno Valdez, uh, Emmanuel Aguilera, Jorge Sanchez, Guido Rodriguez, Mateo Suribe, um, Renato Ibarra on one side, Ibargon on the other side. And now this is where I had a problem because I had Nico Castillo, yes, but who's going to play behind him or beside him is something I still don't know because this is where I feel Piojo has something up his sleeve. Now he can put, um, you know, Roger Martinez, because that's kind of the obvious choice that he's been playing with Roger Martinez. So he, you know, that's the obvious choice. But who's to say, you know, he might slot in a Cordova there, you know? I don't think so. I think he's going with I don't think so either. obvious choice. I don't think so. He'll go for Roger Martinez, but I don't know. So, so, something just tells me he has something up his sleeve that he's not, he doesn't want any team to know yet. And wh- whether it be, you know, Cordova there or maybe a surprise, you know, Maybe Peralta starts for some reason. I don't know. Um, so I, I, I'm having trouble, but I'll just say Roger just because it seems like the most logical one. So I'll have Roger and Nico up top. Okay. And that's kind of the same team that came out to play against Veracruz. Yes, just take out Carlos Vargas and put in um, Paolo Aguilar. And take out Edson. So it's not really the same thing, honestly. It's almost. It's two players. And for the most part, that team kind of played for a full 90 minutes, just with the exception of Vargas. Um, so let's say Piojo comes out with this, because I think that's the more favorable uh, option. Mm-hmm. America needs to start off the way they've been starting off some of these games and get that early goal. But again, don't let off. If 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 you have Cruz Azul against the ropes, if you have them, if you catch them off guard, don't settle in. Do not give 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 them the opportunity to come back into this game the way you did against Veracruz, the way you've done. I, I can scroll through the whole season and give you plenty of examples as to points in where America could have easily have kept the pressure going and the game would have been a completely different, uh, a completely different game. Now, it's not going to be easy, but I mean, Cruzul is, is not an easy team to score against. We know about it. We've seen it. And really, I... I I need to see. I need to see a lot of creativity from our from our forwards. I need to see a lot of good runs. I see. I need to. I need both Nico and Roger to bully. Just bully the defense completely. Completely bully that defense through four spaces to be open. Play the wall. Play the. You know, kind of receive the ball and let your wingers play off of you. I need more from them. I I, I need more from the attacking opposition. Uh, that is either Nico, Henry, Oribe, Roger, 
whoever it is, I, I, I need to see more from them. I need determination from them. That's the most important part. I need determination from these players. Um, tactically speaking, you need you need to hold that midfield. You need to hold that midfield at all costs. And the only word that's important is Mateo Soribe is going to be playing alongside Guido Rodriguez. Granted, we saw some of the best football of, of, of Mateo alongside Guido, but if, if he doesn't show it up and if he gives Cruz Azul just an inch or more of that midfield, it could be costly. Mm-hmm. Um, I need I mean, more I, from you, Ivan. What, what, more, what more could you need from me, Dylan? What more could you need from me? Uh, the more you know. When um, we were talking in the beginning of the season, you know, you we saw we saw America play and they were playing really really well. And Ivan, you you mentioned one standout player in the in the attack, you know, winning everything, outrunning opponents, you know, passing the ball very well. Who was that player? Natibara. Natibara. That's the player. That needs to be the game changer, in my opinion. If Renato Ibarra can have stellar performances throughout ninety minutes, um, I I think the I think the America attack will will see improvements. You know, I let, let's be honest, Renato Ibarra hasn't been Renato Ibarra these past couple of games. Yes, he's there. Yes, he he's still running uh, past opponents and dribbling, but he's not doing it on a consistent basis. He gets the ball. He looks to pass more often instead of dribbling uh, opponents when when I don't like to see that, when we know his capabilities is to run past defenders, dribble past defenders, and kind of give, hopefully, a decent cross because that's one of his, in my opinion, that's one of his uh, his uh, his his leaky leaky things, if, if you want, if you may. Uh, he doesn't know how to cross yet, but once he gets past, you know, he kind of has a clear vision of the attack, so... Natibara for me needs to be the game changer. Yeah, I need to see more clinical, clinical aspects from him. And I need to see better passing, really. Um, some um, of the passing the has team, been though. so poor. That's yeah, and, and that's I mean, especially sometimes our wingers, both Ibarra and Ibarguen, they their touch is either too heavy, their pass is too soft. I I, I need to see more consistency from them in and that sense. More- more precise and specific passes. Oftentimes, I just see both of them just kind of just cross it in, just cause you know they they don't they don't really know if anyone's there. They just I ah, you know what I have a I have a spot I have a space. Let me just cross it in. You know you got to be more precise, especially in a game like this, a game of inches with one counter attack on Cruz Azul, and you know the game is over, and you know you can't really afford that at this at this stage of the season. So you know more more precise, be more specific, you know, and play smart. Honestly, we we just need to start playing smarter. And you know, we I promise you this this uh this whole team will will see improvements once you know we get the basics down, honestly, because we, we seem to forget that. Yep. You wouldn't Definitely. do the same thing, Christian? Do what? Just just cross cross the ball randomly, not not even be efficient with it, just Well, no. That that that's not me. No, I, I, I would not do that. Okay. I was just wondering. Okay. Well... <laughs> <laughs> no, but I yeah, we it goes back to the logical thing that we've said time and time again on this podcast is play the simple game, play the smart game, and you'll see that you'll come out on top. Mm-hmm. Right? I haven't, I think you've been the most like illogical out of being Christian. How? I don't know. I just remember that one week you're like, oh, Ortega's going to start this game. And me and Christian are like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was bad. That's why you guys but, so. Hey, you know what? America proved me wrong. I said they were going to lose against Veracruz, and I'm glad they did. And it could be the beginning of them proving me they wrong. Didn't. They, didn't, they didn't lose against Veracruz. 
Yeah, they didn't. I said they were gonna they were gonna lose, and they proved me wrong. Oh, never mind. Okay, so yeah, that's that, and uh, hopefully they prove us wrong this league year. And but it's I guess it's game by game. So we gotta we gotta really show a strong performance in the first leg, and hopefully that momentum carries us through to the second leg because. It's not going to be easy, and we're going to have a lot of sweaty palms and sweaty foreheads throughout uh, these 180 minutes. And um, and, I, and I think it's just rinse and repeat. If you, if you have a good game against Cruzul on Thursday, it, it's it's literally rinse and repeat and, and have the same game on Sunday, right? Because now we're right. moving on to the Sunday territory, and regardless of what what you know where you're at, it's it's really just keep playing your game. If if you have a lead and if you have an advantage, then continue and and don't be lazy about it, and, and don't be you know don't get confident. If you walk into that game with with a goal up and 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 you have an advantage over Cruz Azul, that shouldn't mean that you can sit back and relax. You know. I, I just think that's going to be the key part, honestly. And I, I guess it all goes back to the mentality thing I was talking about earlier. We get the goal against – we get the first goal of the game. You you have to you have to know that Cruz Azul is going to be flustered. They're going to they're gonna start getting, you know, a little bit of flashbacks. Like, oh, my God, this is really going to happen again. Are we really not going to be able to beat them again in the Ligia match? You know, you're going to have to use that to your advantage when going forward. You know, you, you can't sit here and tell me that Cruz Azul players are not thinking that if they go down 1-0. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah and, it's, it's a mental aspect of it, like you said. It's a mental and, aspect of and it. You can't, it's and triggering. You, Exactly. You know, how, how would you guys feel if, you know, you've played, you play this one team, this one team consistently and obviously, you know, they, they always beat you and then you're like, oh my God, here we go again. They scored again the first goal. So you're going to feel a little bit, you know, a little bit, you're going to feel that pressure. You're going to feel that kind of tension and it's going to play a part. And American players need to know that, that if they score that first goal, then they have to flood open the gate. They have to keep going and attack because this team is done for. Cruz Azul is done for if America scores first. And that 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 will most likely uh, carry us through the next round. And, I, you know, we, we just need to put into effect. We could talk all we want. We could sit here and talk two more hours about this. But, you know, what is it if we can't do it on the pitch? Yeah, I think that's the most important part is the, the players need to go out there and prove themselves. Thursday's important part, get on the right step, and then Sunday continue and repeat it. And, 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 you know, don't really be complacent about it. Go out there. Don't get overconfident. I think you know what you're, you're playing for. Yeah, You know, the, the pressure is there. You know, the institution has said it. The Bicampeonato is a priority. So go out there and, and showcase that you're playing for it, you know? Yeah, 100%. All righty. Well, we won't uh, – we won't delay this any further. And uh, let me hear you guys' preview for Thursday. Dylan, what's your preview? F- I mean, your preview, your predicted scoreline for Thursday. I'm going to go 1 1. 1 1. All right. Christian? 2 1. 2 1. Uh, <coughs> oh, excuse me. 2 1 to um, Christian. Uh, America. America, oh, sorry. Okay. I- I'm going 2 uh, 0 going no America on Thursday. Wow, that's awesome. that'll be ideal. I I would kiss you. I would fly out to Cali just to kiss you. <laughs> I'm worried now. <laughs> oh man, that that would be so ideal for us. Not only because we get the win, but that's two away goals. You know, that's two away goals for us heading into the the second leg. No, no, that's, that's that's two that's, home goals. That's, that's two home goals. Oh, I'm. See, this is why we can't play in the same team because I'm getting all confused. That's two home goals. Um, that's two home goals. 
But still, that's two but goals. Still, still two goals and heading into, you know, one goal over there. Then now they need four. So there you go. All right. Off your guys' prediction and off what you think America would do if that prediction goes through. How do you guys see the second leg? Dylan? Sorry. Um, I'm going to have to say 1-0. For America or Cruz for America. Okay. 2-1 again. 2-1 again. Damn, that's a 4-2 scoreline. Yes. And I'm going uh I'm going 1-1 one, one on Sunday. I was, waiting for Ivan to, I was waiting for Ivan to pull something bold again like 4-0 or something. Oh, no. Uh <laughs> the way America's been played, I I think all the boldness went out the window already. We're out of boldness for the for the for the rest of the season. I just feel that it has something up his sleeve, and we're we're gonna witness it on Thursday. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully, you know he's he's done crazy stuff before, right? Christian's got me sweaty like Mr. Krabs in that one episode of SpongeBob. Yep. Telling <laughs> <laughs> you, man. I don't know. I well, feel okay. more nervous than I should be. Yeah. More well, nervous than I should be. Well, that's already well. Kind of like pressures. We already know this. Yeah, yeah. So people are uh, coming in with uh, some of the predictions. Chicken Little, Chicken Little saying two to one. Uh, Ramon saying 1-0. Shout out to Ramon, who was our uh, our guest last week. If you guys haven't read his article, make sure you guys do. We tweeted about it. Uh, Louis going 1-1. Edgar going 2-1. America Chicken Little then saying 1-0 in the second leg. And then Louis going 3-1 in the second leg. Down for, for the down 3-1 second leg. I am so down for that. America. So I a lot of... Uh, if that happens. <laughs> hey, Christian is just uh, Christian is just giving kisses left, right, and center. Does I hope his girlfriend knows about this. Um, she doesn't. <clears throat> well, I think that does it. Um, I think uh, all we can do now is just wait for Thursday to come and see whether or not America can walk away with uh, with said results. Um, obviously, a lot a lot will be uh, questioned, but. Uh, Hopefully, America gives us more answers than anything. Finally, when when you know we need them at the most. So uh, make sure you guys do follow us on Twitter at Eagle Eye Podcast and on uh, excuse me Instagram as well. Most most especially Twitter, as we will be live tweeting everything on Thursday and Sunday. We'll be keeping you guys up to date with any news in regards to injuries, uh, roster update, uh, squad updates and uh, starting 11s as they come out. We're going to have you guys covered with as much, much news as possible for the Liga and these two games against Cruz Azul in the Clásico Hoban. Not to forget that it's also a Clásico at the end of the day. So a lot, a lot riding on the line, not just a ticket into the semifinal for America, but also an opportunity to yet again claim themselves victorious over a heated rival that has been Cruz Azul and uh, hopefully things can go well for America. Now, uh, we'll be doing as much as we can to give you guys a little bit more kind of a preview come Friday, Saturday. We'll, we'll be tweeting a couple of things in on our minds here and there, um, seeing as how it's probably difficult to get a podcast out and have you guys out at the, you know, have you guys listen to it within, you know, the busy weekend and everything. But we will do our best. And then, of course, Tuesday, come back to the come back over here. We'll have everything broken down for you guys, and hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll be talking about a semifinal rival in the mix. So, gentlemen, without further ado, anything else you want to add on into this preview of the quarterfinals of the Liga? 
Ah, man, I can't keep talking about this, man. I'm going to get myself, I don't know, a panic attack or something. Just, uh, yeah, anxiety attack. Just, you know, just be confident in our boys. Yes, we haven't been playing well, but, uh, you know, if there's something that we do know how to do is win classicals, and especially when they really count, and this one counts. So, you know, I'm confident that our boys will show up with something. You know, I, I'm almost certain that it'll have something up for us, obviously for us. We gotta wait to have uh, everything unveiled. So I'm confident. I think I think we can get past this one and make it to the semifinal. Yeah, definitely. Dylan, anything else you want to add on? Um, no. I think we covered it all. I think I said everything that's on my mind. Okay, most definitely, most definitely. So yeah, we're we're, we're looking at this game in in hopes that America shows up and and gets. Uh, you know, all their chips correctly, all their pieces right on, on the chessboard and everything. And hopefully it, it means an advance into the next round. Now, before we end the podcast, before we sign off, we do want to give a shout out to our ladies who unfortunately did not advance to the final. But it does have to be said that they made it all the way to the semifinal. Unfortunately, lost against Tigres. But, um, you know, sometimes football does you dirty like that and unfortunately the ladies just did not show up for that game um and kind of were a little bit embarrassed at home through, uh, through a 3-1 result i think it's 5-1 in in total if i'm not mistaken in in the global uh marcador and yeah i mean shout out to you ladies you guys had a performance uh, a pretty good season um i think there's a couple of things that need to be fixed out there uh, <laughs> Chicken Little saying quite uh, quite yet out, but uh, no, I I think the ladies definitely need to go and look at themselves in the mirror, give themselves a pat on the back, but definitely look at themselves and say what can we do better, how can we come back stronger, and uh, I have no doubt that uh, these ladies can definitely come and do that. Uh, obviously, a couple of big injuries throughout the season, uh, lost a couple of key players, but still were able to play as a team and get so far. Definitely should be said something about these ladies. Uh, we're behind you guys. And as always, as always, don't forget, whenever the new season starts, to tweet out hashtag Lady Aguilas. Uh, gentlemen, anything you want to say to these ladies if for whatever reason they're listening to us? I'm proud of you more than Ivan is. Okay. Well, I would have expected more from the guy who kind of covered them the whole season. But, you know, I guess that'll do. Um <laughs> But no, yeah, well, I, I, will, I will. I will. Ivan goes on the whole time and doesn't doesn't let nobody talk until the end. Like, gentlemen, anything you want to add on? Like, okay, like just steal the whole show. That's what I do. <laughs> but I, I have to agree with Dylan there. Ivan did kind of say everything I wanted to say. Just you know, just thank thank you guys for a great season. You know, you guys didn't really disappoint much. Um, but it it was fun to cover you guys while while we can. Hopefully, next season we get a little bit more of you guys. And I just know you guys will come back stronger, especially, you know, all the returning players coming back from injury. You know, this team this team can make a run again next season. Just watch. Okay. I definitely, definitely. Well, ladies, we're with you to the end. And unfortunately, this is the end of the road for the Clausura. But that does mean that uh, that doesn't mean that something wonderful isn't on the horizon. Now, Carlos Diaz has Definitely put us on the spot here saying, when's the next watch party? And I put uh, you on the spot. That is, that is, and parties at Ivan's. <laughs> hey, I am more than welcome. I, I'm more than happy to host all you Americanistas that are close by to come down to my house if America makes the final. 
I, you guys heard it here. I'm more than happy to host all of you guys. Come over. We'll have a carne asada. We'll eat. We'll drink. And we'll watch the America game. So, drink. Is that what you care about is drinking? I never said alcoholic. <laughs> I said, I, you know, I was thinking like Coke, you know, since we're I was thinking them Capri, still. I was thinking Capri Sun, but I mean. But we'll uh, we'll leave it at that. But we'll yes, that. watch parties. Uh, we're, we're, we're thinking about it. We're. A little bit difficult right now with the Liguilla thing going on, but we want to have a couple of set dates for the upcoming season. So we'll uh, we'll keep you guys updated on that. And Carlos Serna just said, yeah, the Histas and Carlos Diaz said I'm there. So America, if you do make the final, I'm more than happy to to host all of you guys. So come on down. Can I come? It should be a great one. Everyone's invited. Everyone. Everyone and their mama. Let's go. It's uh. Uh, yeah, yeah, we all fit here. <laughs> <laughs> My mom doesn't like you, so how would that work? Oh man, <laughs> Mama Rosendo, if you are listening to this, what I'm have I like, done to get on I'm your bad side? I'm just um, no, but definitely, we'll keep you guys out posted. And um, you know, I said it; I will commit to it. If America makes the final, everyone's more than welcome to join. Uh, uh, you know, me here at my house. So. If uh, if you guys are listening to this and are willing to make the drive or are in the area, just uh, just know if America makes the final, you're all more than welcome to be here. So uh, without further ado, Dylan, anything else uh, you want to add on before we close out the show? Uh, don't forget to unfollow Ivan on Twitter. He got over 300 followers and he's literally getting to his head. So Ooh. <laughs> bring, him, bring him back down to earth, guys. Come on now. That says... Uh, it says the one that has more followers than me. I never, I never saying. let it get to my head. I, I just, I just retweet a lot of movie stuff and sports stuff and the occasional sad tweet. Says, says the man who just literally got handed a screener to put Detective Pikachu. Hey, it's not you my fault. The people love me more than y'all too. That's kind of true. Uh, Chicken Nuggets saying, Dylan, give me a ride to your on your horse. Oh, I don't even have a horse. Are we being stereotypical here? Uh, I mean, you do have a Mustang. I mean, you're not wrong either. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Christian, anything else before uh, we sign off? Nah, man, just thank you for having me again. And, you know, it's my favorite time of the week. Favorite time of the week. All righty, keep your guys' positive hats on for America on Thursday. Make sure you guys get your pre-ritual games, uh, your pre-ritual things going before the game. I personally like to go to Wawa Grill. And then uh, if you guys don't know what Bravo Girl is, just look it up, I guess. Um, and uh, get myself my pre-ritual game going. And, uh, yeah, well, hopefully uh, that's going to be more than enough to get America into the next round. And, uh, again, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on, on on Instagram. Make sure you guys do have us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and or Spotify. Have you guys have us on the go for whatever reason. Uh, we will be having a Eagle Eye Podcast Gold Cup Edition. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Um, just wanted to give you guys that bit of announcement so you guys know that you guys can always carry us on the go and have something to listen to. And then, of course, we'll be ready for when America, uh, you know, plays their next game, which is hopefully in the upcoming next week. Anything yes. else? Nope. All righty then. With that said, thank you to everyone who made it out tonight. Carlos Diaz, uh, Chicken Little Chicken Nugget. Uh, we're missing Chicken Biscuit yet again. It looks like the Chicken Holy Trinity has been failing us. Uh, but to Edgar, to Louis, to uh, Diego, to Ramon, to everyone that is out here. And if I uh, 
If I missed you for whatever reason, I am so, so sorry. But thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for being a part of the chat. Thank you so much for listening to us week in and week out. All righty, gentlemen, without further ado, thank you so much for making it out here and being, again, amazing co-host. You're welcome. I get paid See? today, so I'm good. Oh, all right. Is that why you were on a happy mood? <laughs> oh, oh, you don't know the reason why? Ah, uh, well, that's up to you to disclose that. I mean, it's because Barcelona lost today. That's why. Oh, so that always brings a smile to my face when they uh when they get obliterated in Champions League like that. It's pretty funny to me. <laughs> well, uh, you know I can't comment because I'm a Manchester United fan, so there's no way I can celebrate that victory. Oof. Um, even though Dylan out here doing controversial tweets. What? It was a <laughs> he, good said, game. he said what? <laughs> it was a good game. It was a great game. It was a good game. But still, shouldn't it's it's our main rival, man. It's our main rival. Come on. Our main rival city. No, it's not. It's it's Liverpool. History wise, it's Liverpool. I thought our main yeah, rival was Chivas. Yes. Liverpool is the Chivas of Manchester United. Oof. So there you guys and have Ivan, Manchester- Ivan and Dylan are Man U fans. Yes, you guys can go make fun of them. Go, go yes. ahead. Please. Now is the time to make fun of us. <laughs> uh, all right, but without further ado, we're not going to keep you guys any further. Have you guys a wonderful night. Have you guys a wonderful week. We'll see you guys come next week. America, do things right. Don't let us down. And give us a reason to smile during the weekend. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy yourselves. Have a wonderful, wonderful Mother's Day, uh, Mother's Day weekend. And hopefully America gives your mom the, the perfect present. And that's a ticket into the semifinal. All right, without further ado, this has been the Eagle Eye Podcast, Episode 70. See you guys very, very soon. Until next time. And as always...